Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Electric Eyewear. Um, today's episode is Alex Arzander uh, May, I think is the last name. I'm not sure if I pronounced it right. I'm sorry if I didn't. From a Tackle Tour. It's a great episode. Very interesting to me. Uh, tons of information on reviews. Kind of the first guy to do the review site I, I know of. Um, and he's been doing it for, I think, 20, 20 years now. He said 22 or 20 years. Super cool, dude. Lots of good info, funny stories. Thanks again for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, this is the first podcast of the NorCal. Gary Woodrum will be on on Thursday, and then I'm not sure on Monday. It might be Jeremy or it might be the uh, kayak roundtable kind of thing with Obadi, uh, Mike, and Greg. So I got to I got to figure out the episodes. I got a lot of transfer editing to do. Um, Big announcement for the podcast. I'm super stoked. The podcast is super stoked to be working with Electric Eyewear. We've had a ton of guys that are uh, pro staff for them on, so seemed like a great fit. And I like their stuff, so I'm super pumped on that. And they have some fat head glasses, the stackers. So check those out if you got a fat head like me. Not only that, they're giving us a product code for 30% off. So please use this. It will help the podcast dramatically. It is CC30. So it's all set up for 30% off regular priced items, CC30. And there'll be a description in the podcast episode as well. Please go buy a pair. It'll greatly help the podcast and supports the podcast. So thank you, Electric, for uh, reaching out and uh, for this uh, partnership. I can't wait to get moving on it. Um, Patreon this month. Tonight I'm going to do it in another half hour, I think, hour. It's like 6.57 right now. I got to do all that up. Um, this month is the 250th episode. So decided to make it the 250 month. <laughs> uh, this month's sponsored by Swimming Underground, the new 250 they're putting out with a butch. Uh, they are donating to that for the Patreon. So thank you to Swimming Underground for sponsoring the, the Patreon this month. Lots of cool stuff coming from them as always. And um, check out the Patreon. I am lagging on the video because I've been gone so far. So, uh, Usually in the in the two tiers, one is the uh, Nick Heads, which is the $5 you get a chance at winning one of the baits. Then you have the uh, BDEs, which gets the videos. I only put out one video this month, so because I did that for the month of April, I'm actually going to have three prizes instead of two. So there'll be an additional D3 on there. So I apologize to whoever signed up. Appreciate everybody's patience and a lot of cool things going on with the podcast. So check out uh, check out Electric. Remember that code CC30 that helps you guys get 30% off. Check out the Patreon. Going to make some stickers pretty soon. Got a ton of episodes coming. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I hope you guys like this one. This is a great one with Tackle Tour. Thanks, guys, for listening. Unrecord. You hear me okay? I can hear fine. All right, perfect. Uh, your name's Xander. Uh, Alex Xander. Alexander. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Xander. Most people call me Xander. <laughs> uh, last name. 
Uh, May, just like the month. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, uh, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have uh, Xander from Tackle Tour on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. Oh, guys I appreciate you out. coming out, man. <laughs> this is great. It's a uh, in my in my backyard here, so it's uh, no problem at all. I appreciate it. Did you uh, grow up here? I did. Born and raised right here in Northern California. Okay. Uh, did you grow up on the Delta or just? Yeah, this is home water for us. I grew up in the South Bay, Santa Clara area. So okay. kind of started fishing some of the small. Uh, ponds or lakes out there and kind of graduate up to the delta and clear lake okay so how long have you been doing tackle tour it's been a while right it has it's, it's been, very popular like uh, I, mean. I appreciate it uh yeah it's been over two decades <laughs> no way yeah it's been actually 20 our 22nd year so uh no longer a kid doing it but yeah it's, how old were you when you started doing it uh 22 years ago and i'm 46 now so oh wow yeah i okay. was i was literally a kid when i started it. Yeah. it's it's been a wild ride yeah um, so when it started, how was it internet based? I kind of give us a history on everything. That uh, you, how, you yeah, no, it? it's, uh, so when I started, uh, well, I've been fishing pretty much my whole life, but, uh, kind of didn't bass fish until I kind of got to college. Um, and then when I, right around the time I graduated, I was, I was going to college down in uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo okay. and wanted to learn more about fishing. And, um, I work in tech full time and, uh, I was looking for stuff on the internet. Internet was still pretty new at the time, and uh, most of the information that I was getting and everybody else was getting was in print magazines. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything about tackle or about specific tackle or different types of techniques. And I actually uh, was talking to my buddies, and I'm like, dude, there's a lot of these websites for tech, but there's nothing for fishing. And I said, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to learn at the same time. I'm going to start, you know, start this process, and I'm going to write about it. I'm going to blog about it. And some of the other guys are talking to their fish, and they're like, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Who's going to listen to you? <laughs> you know? And you're not even that good of a fisherman. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes it better. No, it's true. Exactly. To that, me. That, that was what I was looking for. I wanted to learn at the same time but share that kind of process and um, everything that I learned. And I started Tackle Tour back then and wrote my first article um, back in 2000. Do you remember what it was about? It was uh, about the Yamamoto twin tail grub. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was one of the first baits I actually got good at fishing. What did it turn? What, who turned you onto that? And how did you start fishing that? Local tackle shops, actually. What uh, tackle shop was it? Uh, I was uh, at the time uh, being out in Santa Clara. I was going to Coyote Bait and Tackle. And, oh yeah. Yeah, and Denise down there. Uh, shout out to Coyote Bait and Tackle, and uh, also Fishman's Warehouse had a shop in Cupertino. So yeah. I was I was going and visiting those guys whenever I had an opportunity. When you were in Slow, then you're not far from Tackle Warehouse. I know those guys very well. Actually, I went to school with Rich, actually. No way. Yeah, yeah. Because the Royal Grande, I remember Klondike, uh, I think it was called. There's a pizza place there. That is a great place. That's a great place I, to There's get two guys. We just, I had <laughs> yesterday, I was with Jeremy from Black Dog. Okay. And we talked to Mike Shaw. And Mike Shaw, I think, was from there, too. From, from the sl- with and the I'm Slammers. Like, what was the pizza? Pizza places at Klondike. I'm like, yes, the best pizza I've ever had. Like, so good there. And I've always talked about that. If you're in a row around here, that way it's slow. You know, it's yeah. it's good. Yeah. Oh, slow downtown. There's a lot of good, <laughs> there's a lot of good eats down there. But yeah, the Taco Warehouse guys are down there, and and yeah, I had bass fishing roots down there. And that that's kind of crazy. You're on the edge of of kind of like all this uh, internet stuff. So at the time, you're just doing blogs. Did you start well, like a website? It was like, actually it was that was really before blogging even was like cool yeah. so i i create I, I knew html i coded the website myself um and started putting up articles and just writing as much as i could sharing my experience um and uh really did that for about three or four years before it was kind of you know I, I was doing it i was getting some criticism as well too and um i was learning uh, and i started at how that, were people reaching out to you then they were emailing me okay yeah and you know, they were emailing me uh you know, I, I had, you know, different frames and things like that. So people had to scroll. It wasn't really a really well-built site at the time. Um, not that it is now, but like uh, it, <laughs> it was really, uh, I, I, was, I wasn't that good at it. And I was talking to, trying to get in touch with more manufacturers and learn more about the process. But I was still buying every single thing that I was writing and reviewing. Um, and then right around the, the fourth year, um, it started to really blow up. And it started getting, you know, I was getting like thousands of impressions to, starting to get hundreds of thousands of impressions. Wow. And on that fourth year, I decided, you know, we, we really need to start reaching out to more manufacturers and I need to get more information ahead of time before it's released. Um, and uh, I talked to my wife and I said, you know, I'm working full-time in tech. And I said, you know, I, we got, I have to go to ICAST. I have to go to ICAST and try to make some connections there and get in there. So I got in the car and uh, after work, uh, I think it was a Thursday, and, and we drove to Vegas and um, 
I, I, I got into ICAST. I remember there was like four, four more hours before it was over. And uh, I uh, talked to the guys over there and they wouldn't let me in. And, and, I, and, I, and I told them like what I'm doing and, yeah. and, and the website, writing articles. And they were like, I don't, I don't think you're press. I, I, don't, I don't think you're media. At that time was you know, way back then, ICAST was Magazine. really just yeah, magazines yeah. and manufacturers. And I had to go to the business center and literally print out four articles that I'd written, bring it back to him. It, it, because it was on paper, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. real. <laughs> and uh, they finally let me in. Because you bring those articles. How stupid. Yeah. Man, but, I mean. So it's, I, I got in there and finally started walking around, taking pictures, talking to different guys. And, and uh, I actually met a, uh, quite a few guys that had heard about Tackle Tour back then. Mm -hmm. But I walked, I remember this really clearly. And this, this is part of our, really part of our history. I, I was in one of the uh, big real manufacturers article uh, uh, booths and I was talking to some of the guys and taking pictures and they pulled me aside and they said, who are you? What are you doing? You got to delete every single one of your pictures. We don't know who you are. We don't trust you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They, they, they pulled me inside in the conference room. I had to delete, delete everything. I explained to them what I was doing. They didn't believe me. They didn't care. Um, so, so did they think like you're, you were a spy for another company? I think so. That's I, crazy. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I think they were, they thought I was a spy, um, either maybe for an overseas company, who knows? Has this question. Have you ran into that company since? Yeah. We're good friends. <laughs> so, so how do you be so humble? I would no. be like, and I, I curse, I would be like, fuck you. If I ran into him again, <laughs> I would not deal with them. So it, it didn't, it didn't fester very long because what happened was I got back home that weekend. I, you know, I, I got beat up by some of these guys. Yeah. And I wrote an article. And back then, I didn't have enough whole content to write many articles. I wrote an article just about ICAST. I literally was only in there for three hours. Yeah. And I wrote an article. And two days went by. And that same manufacturer, their head of marketing, contacted me and said, dude, I've been reading your site for two years. I noticed you didn't write about us. And you were at ICAST. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, "Funny, you should bring that up." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're 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 a cool company. I won't say who they are, but uh, no, no, you yeah, don't have to. They're, they're part of the history now. <laughs> um, I guess that's where you got to learn to put the business face on as well, because it's hard, especially nowadays. It's like there's it's over. There's a lot of media. There, yeah. So, but then it, you 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 had to like really, like you like I would have probably done the wrong thing because I just <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. Uh, you you did the right thing and that's really cool uh, to see like okay you you had a business minded head already on i it was it was early on it was a humbling experience um but yeah definitely learned from it and, and like i said made some friends in the process so then once you went to the uh, icast and you kind of got back you got a little more uh like well people yeah. checking your stuff yeah out. as we started to work with more manufacturers and writing about stuff before it was coming out uh, some of the manufacturers started sending us uh a product to uh, check out and write about before it was released. Um, then we got some more readership as well, too. Um, another story, uh, you know, one of the manufacturers I really wanted to cover early on was G. Loomis. Okay. And I contacted uh, the guys at G. Loomis. I literally cold called them. Yeah. And there's a guy there who um, who was running the show on the marketing side, Bruce Holt. Okay. And, uh, and I said, hey, this is what we do. And he's like, yeah, I've heard of you guys. And, and I said, I I'd like to, if I could borrow some rods, I'll review them and I'll send them back to you. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'll get these write-ups. And he said, you know, we're G. Loomis. We don't need write-ups. Everyone knows G. Loomis. And I said, no, I understand. And again, a couple days went by, and he, he, I think he went on the site, read a couple articles, and he contacted me back, and he said, I'll tell you what, I'll put you on our pro staff program. You can buy four rods a year at, you know, our discount. Whatever the discount media is. Yeah, okay. And I said, I appreciate it. Yeah. And we wrote a couple articles. I, I did that. And every single one of those, the sales went up instantly once the articles were posted. Um, and then that fostered a really uh, good relationship with with Bruce. Actually, we became really really close friends. Um, but you know, that's one of the cool things is that you know, one by one, working with these different manufacturers, um, was able to you know meet these guys, you know, build trust. Um, and as we engage these guys more, more information came. It was a good service to the readers. How hard is it when you find something that uh, it's hard to give a review on? But you, you know, me, this is another thing. What if you have a friend and he does something and it's a good friend and you're like, I can't, I mean, it must get hard sometimes, right? You know, I'll tell you what, it, it really isn't. I mean, we, we tell these guys straight up, we're going to write whatever we say. And people, people ask us all the time, like, I have manufacturers that still contacts us, contacts us to this day and ask, how much does it cost for an article? Well, it doesn't cost anything. We don't take, we've never taken a single penny for any article. We don't take money. We don't do, do contributed articles. We yeah. just, we just don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd rather just say what it is. And 
you know, our, our rule is that if a manufacturer sends us a product and we find a problem, you know, we're not out to sl slam anybody, um, but we'll give them an opportunity to respond to that first before something goes live. But we're not going to hold publishing. Um, now, if the manufacturer is not working with us and we go out and buy the product ourselves, we actually still email the manufacturer or try to contact the manufacturer if there's a problem or a failure. If they don't respond within 30 days, we just publish it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the day, the readers are too smart. <laughs> You have to, you know, you, you know, like they, they if, know. if there's something wrong and everyone's ha experiencing the same thing, oh, yeah. they're going to be like, you're called bullshit on that, you know? Like Absolutely. And it's, and it's funny too, because a lot of, you know, there's readers that say, you're not harsh enough on the product. And then I'll tell you what, every single manufacturer always says, you guys are way too harsh on us. <laughs> of course. Right. But they want to hear the truth. That's yeah. Yeah. another reason probably people, you know, watched what you've done so long. Um, so when you had this site you you know for five years you feel like you kind of like started figuring out what you needed to do yeah um then did you have people reaching out to you more were you taking those or you still wanted to reach out to those people you know what i'm saying yeah like would you do one saved iowa say like hey we want to do one mm -hmm. here you go would you be like okay or would you say i'm reaching out to you we typically build our own editorial calendar and it's tried we we base it on what we think is the most interesting or the most um, exciting new product. Um, the manufacturers will tell us, like, you know, we got this coming out with this. You know, sometimes it's a good fit, sometimes not. And early on, when we started the site, we tried to be like all things to everybody. I was like trout fishing and, and you know, and, and saltwater fishing, tuna, so tuna hard, fishing, huh? salmon fishing. And honestly, I like bass fishing more than anything else. So we kind of gravitated that way. And, uh, you know, I found myself, you know, if I had the choice of being out in the ocean or being out here in the Delta, I'd rather be out here in the Delta, you know, chucking different baits. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of gravitated more and more towards freshwater and then more and more towards bass. And we still do some other stuff, but we found those audiences a little bit different. And that's why we really focus more on bass products more than anything else now. Well, I think it's so big that the market, and yeah. I try to do the same thing, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Because people go, why don't you have more saltwater guys? I'm like, well, the ratio to listens. Yeah. It's like I get a quarter of listens on salt. What I would do on a freshwater guy, right, right. so much bigger the market. Yeah. So it's hard to like, if you have a business as well, it's like, how do I put out something where not as many people are gonna want to look at that product? Right. It's right. a hard one. Yeah, and and you really have to cater to the guys with, you know, the right type of content, right? We've we found early on that even though I wrote fly fishing articles, well, I'm not a great fly fisherman, but those fly fishermen they really need an expert to break down their tackle. That's a different. Talk about yeah. it. It's a totally different animal. So we different start, We started yeah. another site just for fly fishing. Mm -hmm. Do you miss the fly? And we have another editor chief who fly fishes 100 percent of the time, and he just does that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you got to focus on and really dig deep into each different application and type of fishing. So then uh, you also do swim bait. Yeah. So when I, did you start doing that? Oh, er, early on too. Probably shoot. Probably five years into it, I was throwing swim baits already. Um, well, do you remember what bait your like first review was on what bait? A first review was probably, probably like the LA Slider, really? uh, Optimum baits, um, Osprey baits early on. I remember the first like hard bodied swim bait I threw was and and reviewed was probably the AC plug. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no way. Yeah, and that was like hand painted by Alan. Now, were you a big? Uh, were you into swim baits at the time? I was, but you started I started getting into I, them I, more. I wouldn't say that I, I realized the potential early on, just like a lot of other guys. I, I saw people throwing them, and, and again, the early ones were really, really rough. And I'm like, wonky. And well, yeah, kind of wonky, and, they, and they, they walked weird, but they caught fish. And I was interested in whatever caught fish. So that's what I started doing. Um, yeah, we, and I, I would say too, like when we published those articles, I always can kind of gauge interest by the number of impressions that we're getting. I did and, same, yeah, yeah, right? same thing. Yeah, right. And when swim bait articles went live and they still, they're one of the most highly read pieces of content on the site. This it, is so great yeah. because I'm in the same thing. People go, why do you have so many swim bait guys? I'm like, people listen, dude. People love swim baits. They love it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I, I mean, I could put a tournament guy on like, and it's great. People listen. But when I put like Jeremy or Caesar or whoever it might be, it's like, yeah, those listen, shoot up. They yeah. want to hear about yeah. that bait. Yeah. And it's the new. It's not a new. I'm gonna say it's a trend. It's been solid for a little oh, while. Oh, and it, it's still growing. And uh, it's a genre, I think now. Yes. More than yeah. it is just anything. Yeah, yeah. It's its own thing. It's its own animal. Um, yeah. And swimbait anglers are really different. They have different types of focus, right? They mm -hmm. want to catch fish on swimbaits. <laughs> um, so yes. I, yeah. Right. You don't. You, they're not going to just catch fish. It's like I'm catching it on a swimbait. Uh, yeah. I want this different gear that's completely different. Like so, the crazy thing is my gear. 
is for calico bass. Okay. But it's pretty much swim bait gear. Yeah. yeah. That's how heavy, you know, I go. Well, I, a, a lot of the best swim bait blanks are actually saltwater blanks. Yes. Yeah. I know. Back bounce ba- blanks. And yes. Yeah. You, I know you do a lot with Phoenix, right? Yeah. They're a title sponsor. Yeah. Phoenix. We, we review a lot of Phoenix yeah. products and they make some fantastic uh, swim bait rods. We actually build our own custom blanks to test some of their blanks, custom rods, just to test some of their blanks. Oh, no way. Yeah. 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 So, so you'll do blanks as well, too. So we don't review blank so much as like review the process of taking a blank and, and creating a rod. Uh, Cal, the uh, managing editor on our site, he's like kind of like a, uh, a rod. he likes building rods. He's, he's like kind of a line okay. savant. He tests all of our lines. He loves doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I, I love reels. <laughs> I lo- I do love uh, rods as well too. Okay, reels. I have a great yeah. question. Yeah. New. Okay, what reels do you like fishing? So yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of guys will say like, tell me exactly what you like. I will tell you because like. As part of You're what what, what, honest, what we yeah. do on the side is I, t- I, I always tell people what I like, what I don't like. But I also tell guys early on, like, don't just take my opinion and go buy a product. My, my goal is to tell you, you know, what I like, what I like about it, what I don't like about it, what, what fails about it. If, you know, if there's technically something that we see that could be better or worse. Um, and then you take that information and you apply it to your own application and the way you fish. And hopefully that extra bit of data mm-hmm. will help you make a decision. Yeah. We're, we're not saying... We like it. Go buy it. Yes. That's, that's not what we're about. And that's the cool thing you said previously is like, it's not a paid. Yeah. Uh, we're not coming. The company's not coming to me and say, hey, we're going to pay you for the thing. You're yeah. doing your yeah. own thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and manufacturers offer us all the time and we won't take it. It's just, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. That's great. But yeah. What reels do I like? So, you know, I, I go back and forth and I say one of the things I do as well too is unfortunately I don't get to spend as much time with different tackle as I'd like to because I'm trying to move on to the next thing. I personally right now really like a lot of the Shimano product as well as some of the uh, Daiwa product as well too. So on the spinning side, I use a lot of the Daiwa stuff. Kage, um, you like the, oh yeah, yeah I also I you know the Exist stuff is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and we'll say too, tackle tour guys are very tech savvy um, tackle junkies, and they, we kind of gravitate a little bit higher end. So a lot of our guys read about the tackle and then go buy it at places like. Tackle warehouse, tackle trap. And it's you not know? cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're willing to do the research and then go buy the tackle. Um, but then on the bait casting side, I, I use a lot of the um, uh, Shimano stuff. Um, I like some of the JDM stuff that's not available here as well, too. What makes you choose the Shimano over, like, I'm a huge fan of the T Wing? You like T Wing? Okay. I love yeah. It. Yeah. What negatives, like, I love I hearing what you think the T Wing is. Brings negative so t-wing cast great um on the line, line management size some guys think it's just not as precise mm-hmm. um especially on the casting side i mean the, the casting distance because of low friction is phenomenal mm-hmm. um but uh i think some of the enthusiast guys kind of miss the non t-wing stuff as well too because it's just so precise yes um but on the shimano side what they have um and it does benefit swim bait guys is the dc cast control so that yeah, digital yeah, cast control, yeah. like, I mean, I'm addicted to the sound of that little scream and that little whine, right? Like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. casting it out there and you hear it screaming, um, but you get that extra casting distance and especially that ability to bomb stuff through the wind. That's, it's phenomenal. No. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree. I just, I guess the saltwater thing is like, it's hard because now I got to separate my gear because it's like, okay, I try to keep these rods and reels for salt and then this, and I'm like, well, I don't want to have all this gear. Yep. So it's hard for me to separate, but I'm like in the salt. I'm usually you, I like lose a lot. They're cheap, you know. Hey, take uh, care. I see. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. One of the things that and you mentioned the T wing and you know Daiwa is a great manufacturer. There's a lot of real manufacturers out there that don't own their own factories. Daiwa and Shimano own their own yes, factories, right? so they they do their own R and D. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. you know. Yeah, a lot of these other reels that you see out there are built in the same factory, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't mean they don't have different technology and different designs, but. That's an edge for Shimano and Daiwa because they get to implement new technologies quicker. They can change platforms. They can, you know, get a little bit crazy with different form factors. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the really cool things about those two brands. Oh, I love, I'm a big, I have, I've fished both over the, the years, but I had to lose, I think is I'm just, I had to lose for, I think seven years yep. in the salt. Yep. Barely rinsed it and it was great. Yep. So that's why I bought them. I'm like, ah, oh, for spotty, spotted yep. bay bass, it's like great. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's cool to hear different um, opinions on that because, like, there's some reels, like, I mean, is it, if you're getting into it or you just want to get another reel and it's 99 bucks, mm-hmm. like, a casking will probably work for a little while or, like, a lose, you know, you don't have to spin, break the bank sometimes. Yeah, no, there's, I'll tell you what, when we start, first started doing this, it was pretty easy to find a bad reel. And it's pretty hard to find a bad reel right now. Right. I mean, 
the, the manufacturing has gotten so much better. I think all the manufacturers have, you know, even the smaller manufacturers have gotten better. And like I said, even a lot of these manufacturers that are leveraging the same factories in Korea or in China, mm-hmm. their building processes are, they spit out, you know, millions of reels. So that, that kind of quality and consistency has gotten better across the board, even at that $99 price point. That's kind of wild. I'm sure you've seen it over the years because you've been reviewing this, even rods, right? Rods, yeah. We rods t- we have test gotten rods. like so much better, right? Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's you used to be able to break rods pretty easily, right? <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Um, yeah, rods have gotten a lot better. Process have gotten a lot. Are better. Are you using Shimano rods as well, or do you have a different rod? I, I use all. I use every kind of rod. I mean, I do fish some Shimano rods. I on the, I mean, my personal. Um, like I said, we we do return or we donate a lot of the tackle that we get. My personal stuff that I buy, I do a lot of uh, finesse fishing with. A lot of G Loomis products still. Yeah. Their Anorax Plus is phenomenal. It's very lightweight, super sensitive. A little bit. I mean, it's really hard to beat them on the ultra finesse side. Mm-hmm. But on the swim bait side, I, I love trying different things. I use a lot of Mega Bass. Um, I like I like their stuff. Uh, Leviathan yeah, with your Omega was, Rod. That's a that's a bait. Sl- that's a nice slinger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you mentioned Phoenix. They make yeah. they make great stuff. I Rod. I Rod makes a, actually really durable rods. Um, yeah, he makes some fantastic rods. It's crazy because you're. Um you're on an open platform where you're not really on any side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'll t- and it, it's hard to, yeah. I'm sure it's hard to like even, um, you know, uh, navigate through that because it's like, you can't be like, well, well, you know what I'm saying? Someone's going to ask you your opinion. It's like, I'm open. I'm, 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 I'm Switzerland. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm absolutely try to try to be, you know, as unbiased as possible. You know, you have to be opinionated when you're in this game. Um, because I tell you what I, what I like when I don't like, and it shifts too. I'll tell you what, you know, for a while I was like, oh boy, when, when Shimano, I don't know if you remember, um, for a while they were leveraging the same platform and calling it different names. And I felt like at that time, Daiwa had much better high-end product mm-hmm. and they kind of go back and forth. I feel like Daiwa's really stepped it up yes. over the, well, Fred Hall too, that was another one. They didn't, they didn't have, was it last year? I forgot what year it was. And then uh, this year, there's no Fred Hall at all. I mean, oh, that's, well, this whole COVID thing yeah. just wreaked havoc on all the live events. So, yeah, yeah it, it's really great to see you in person. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I yeah. mean, I did. I saw you last. I think both of you guys came in last a while ago. I, I, to buy a bait and we were doing podcasts. I remember that yeah. actually. I saw you guys here and yeah. like we, we were coming in and talking to Caesar and loading up on some stuff. We, yeah. We had just come off, uh, me and Cal had just come off a really rough day fishing out in the Delta. So we're it was like, windy as hell oh, it was day, super yeah. windy. And we said, you know what? We got to salvage this day. Let's go buy some baits. Do you uh, mainly primarily fish the Delta? Uh, so f- I do uh, spend a lot of time in the NorCal uh, area here, Delta, Clear Lake, Berryessa, uh, some local reservoirs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Uh, and yeah, you get to review all this stuff on all these lakes. But right? I, I, I try to travel as much as I can too. So uh, yeah, I do travel to Texas and Florida as well too. You know, coast to coast and mm-hmm. test in different applications. I have one writer in Florida as well too. So oh really? Yeah, we get to try it and you know different things uh, in different areas. Uh, you just recently, um, I think. Uh, uh, talk to Jason. Oh yeah, yeah, J- Jason. He's is, great, man. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. and he's he does some writing for us as well too. Yep. Very uh, well spoke. Like I was very surprised. Uh, he uh, surprised. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you see someone doing something cool, then you hear their backstory. I'm like, oh crap. You like have done a lot of cool oh, stuff. J- Jason's you know? done the homework. He's he's a yeah. really smart, very intelligent guy. He knows swim baits. Yeah, we're we're, we're excited to have him. Um, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. When people come, I always hear talk to bait makers and they go, you know, uh, be original, something new. Mm. What What do you think's next? I mean, you see all this tackle. You saw the A-Rig thing. You saw the swim bait thing now. Um, 
pl- plastics? You see, you see anything different coming up? Like, was there some things that you keep your eye on? Yeah, it's. I'll tell you what. It is easier to innovate with with reels and rods, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's more factors that you can play with. Um, you're seeing a lot of new technologies and new um, types of materials be implemented. Also, it's it's getting harder and harder to actually get some metals and materials. And, yeah. you know, and with the price of everything going up, everything's getting more expensive, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the rod guys are finding ways to make rods stronger and lighter. Um, in fact, the, the review I just published, um, I think last night, was uh, on the Steez AGS, and that uses carbon fiber guides. I think you're going to see you know, more use of carbon fiber mm-hmm. um, across reels and different rod components. Um, on the bait side, yeah, I, because I've been so into swim baits lately, um, I'm, I'm just really excited to see how you know, people are using resin in different ways. Um, you know, we, you know, we can talk about the difference between wood and resin, but like resin's cool. Like, you, you know, resin baits are getting more and more consistent. People yes, are doing things a, a big right? thing, yeah. with, you know, different joint designs and weighting them differently. Um, I'm big on, I like the, uh, ABS or is it right? The yep. plastic. Yep. I think that that's the next thing for swim baits is to get some of these like guys to make an ABS version to be like, um, kind of like SU did with that, uh, the Rego Rat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's something that's a little better price point for you to yes. get that more people can get. I think that's going to be the next cool thing. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys, like, are not into, mat, like, they call mass production swim baits, right? They want to collect the garage swim bait, the handmade swim bait um, that's, you know, hand-poured resin. Um, and I love those baits. You know? yeah. And they're, they are very collectible, you know, and, and you know, you they there's kind of a an, an exciting, you know, custom-built factor about it. But yeah, do not knock the you know the mass-produced baits because there's the benefit of those, and like you said, they they're much more affordable. They're easily accessible to everybody. And if you lose one, you don't. Care. You don't lose one. You're not going to freaking <laughs> you know go jump out of the water yeah. and go swimming for it, maybe. But actually, they are more consistent because of the manufacturing processes and the way that they're built. They can be more consistent than garage-built baits sometimes. And you know when you get a garage-built bait that just works, it has you know it's it's the one that keeps getting bit. Sometimes I don't know if you have multiple baits from different manufacturers, but there's one that's hotter. Oh, you yeah, right? a confident bait Yeah, it, it's a conf- it becomes a confidence bait, yeah. and it's it's got it, right? But you don't see that as much with the mass-produced baits. They all kind of swim consistently. They're all kind of the same. Yes. Um, one manufacturer that uh, I, I, I love, I, I love their product, is Bait Sanity. Yes. Bait Sanity has been up in the game uh, in terms of just building high-quality baits. they've gotten a lot bigger. They have a lot of yeah. traction, too. Yeah, I mean, their Explorer Gills, we gave it an award. It's one of the best... I think products in terms of like, you know, consistency and what you're getting for the money, uh, it fishes very much like a custom built bait and it mm-hmm. looks great. There's lots of finishes that are available. No, I, I agree hundred percent. I just I love to hear something new, you know, like yeah. where a rigs were the thing. Like that was one thing I looked at. I did. And I keep, I think it's out of work outdoors. They make a, they make a mono or a floral. I'm not sure. A rig. Uh-huh. I was yep. very impressed. I'm like, wow, this thing's cool. Yeah. That's something new, you know. You, I'm sure you're keeping your eye out yeah, longest, all the time. Longest bait's out of Spain. They have an interesting bait that's kind of like a mini A rig, and they've got it's got like a little paddle tail, but it's got two f- like like fluorocarbon, um, uh, basically like wires, and then it's got two other paddle tail swim baits on yeah. it, and they have different kinds like that, so you can throw a smaller profile, um, and it comes like that out of the box, right? Sometimes with the A rig, you have to do some customization things yeah, like that. Yeah. You bust out the super glue. <laughs> you know, th- these are right out of the package. You throw them. So yeah, that's that's cool to see new configurations like that. Just making it more easy and accessible to for people to try different techniques. When did you? Uh, so when you're doing the the blog, the website. Yep. When did it change social media? You know, when did you have to make some changes? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I was late to the game, social media. So I'm definitely an old school guy, right? Uh-huh. So I, I, we consider ourselves very long-form content. Um, and, yeah, we get into the weeds. Like, our articles have over 3,000, 4,000 words. And, um, but, yeah, I, I, I really kind of got into Instagram just a few years ago. I should have been there a lot earlier. We did YouTube really early on, but then we stopped doing it because, honestly, like, to the do it, to do it, the ton on a time, oh like you mentioned, and and we didn't want to do it if we couldn't do it right. And there's a lot of great YouTubers out there, and I love their content. I I, I watch it all the time, so we we really focused on our long uh, long form content. But then I started really sharing a lot of stuff on on Instagram. I love Instagram because it connects with a lot of people, um, and you can have a direct dialogue with people. And I've been doing that a lot more, both on the tactical side, but also on my personal Instagram as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's a you have to change, go with the times. Yes, and it's hard because it's like you're used to this, but I guess everyone's looking for instant, instant. Oh, everything's yeah. instant oh, yeah. now, you know. Yeah, people's attention spans is different now. People need quicker hits of information. 
Um, especially if you're out in the field and you need a recommendation or you need a quick hit on a technique really quick, social media, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Well, uh, do you do any boat reviews or anything like that? Or no? no, you know, we started looking at that, but you know, there's, it's, that's to, a hard one. Huh? Well, to do it right, I mean, we, we will do previews on, on not boats, but like different types of tackle that we can't delve into the same way that we do a, you know, a review. We have a very quantitative process. For, for example, lines. We bought, we had custom built like a $10,000 line machine to test like tensile strength. Like if we can't do it to the level that we feel like we can get in that detail and provide like, you know, a comparable quantitative review, then we won't do it. <laughs> How so the line thing? That's great. Yeah. Who's the strongest line? Ooh, you know. So, I guess depending that, on the knot. That's right? well. Yeah. So we you you can test for knot strength, but when you're, you know, the way that we do it, and we wind it on this machine, the knot doesn't even come into play at all. Okay, it's just a line. Um, and I will say, like you know, different lines have different strength, and we've seen, um, you know, straight breaking straight. One of the best lines out there, and what I personally use is Seaguar. Me too. Yeah, Seaguar is phenomenal. I don't care if you're on the finesse side. Seaguar Tatsu is expensive, but it's worth the money. And then mm-hmm. if you're a swim bait guy, you know, Seaguar Tatsu and Gold Label is one of the best. Um, and another thing that's different is a lot of the Japanese line manufacturers, they really rate their line based on diameter. Diameter is like a real, like, they don't upscale. For example, some of the U.S. guys, they rate their pound test, but they'll have a larger diameter line. What do you, how does that so work. so basically they've rate they've rated it for 12 pound but if you look at the diameters it's bigger than that it's bigger it's, it's, so it's not oh. you know it's now a japanese like 13 Jap- or something well yeah a yeah. japanese manufacturer that uh, comparable line would have been you know a, a lower a lower test line because okay. diameter and you know suppleness and how it handles that's that's sort of key priorities for a lot of the japanese manufacturers um but the american guys i mean we know that you know, or they know that a lot of the U.S. anglers are tough on their tackle. A little bit more power yeah. applications, yeah. Uh, swim baits, that's a big application. So they kind of, you know, overrate their lines. And what you're getting when you buy a 12-pound test line is like a 14 It might 13. be a 14 yeah. or 13, yeah. But it's not going to break at 12. Yeah. yeah. So who who's kind of the top, let's say two, so you don't have to pigeonhole, uh, two, two lines that have held up to what they... I mean, dude, I guess when you test them, you test them to see if they match the breaking churn. We do, yeah. And usually do most of them match it? They do. So most of them do overrate, right? Uh-huh. They don't want I mean, Nobody's going to underrate. Um, yeah, some of the, the American rod, uh, real, uh, sorry, line manufacturers, uh, they do a good job. But like in a, you're, you're, get, you're actually getting a, a different diameter. Um, a lot of the Berkeley stuff, I mean, it, they do that. They overrate it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a solid line. pretty much the, I love, I love Seaguar. And um, it holds up yeah, to the test. Yep. Yeah, and it holds up to the test. And another line that's typically, um, very good is, um, Sunline. Oh, I know. I, yeah. I thought that. Yeah. yeah. Sunline's phenomenal. But I, I personally use a lot of Berkeley Trilene because we go through so much line. Um, it's worth it, right? It's I worth mean, it. I use a lot of Sunline as well too. And then, I mean, we always actually write in the reviews, like what line we're using. Um, It it doesn't matter what reel we're using. Um, And then we've been doing a lot more braid too, fluorocarbon as well too. Um, But yeah, I- What braids do you like using? uh, So I do use a lot of um, Sunline. Sunline okay. FX2. Yeah, I would use uh, that. Yeah. I guess they, it's funny because all my stuff's behind you. It's all it's all power pro. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's salt. It's like I'm used to just yep. tie leaders on, yep. and, you know? Yep, power pro is really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I use, uh, we use hollow braid. So uh, Cal, I mentioned him earlier. I call him my armor because he loves <laughs> doing this stuff. He does like my hollow braid connections for me. Like I can't sit there and do that all day, yeah. but he'll do that for me oh, with my gold, cool. gold label on top. <laughs> Dude. No, I mean, getting all the insights of this is, and I'm sure it affects your fishing a lot, right? Because you kind of like, you're, you're breaking numbers down and breaking reviews down. You're going, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's so much data out there that, you know, I I never claim to be the best fisherman. There's yeah. a, There are a lot of great fishermen out there, a lot of great fishermen that have it, that can go out and catch fish. It doesn't matter what tackle they're using. Um, and I feel like I'm one of those guys that gets distracted easily because, like, I will... Uh, try to, you know, people ask me like, do you change the hooks out on that bait? And my honest answer is no, because I want to see if they're going to fail or not. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I do not advise other fishermen to do that. I'm like, yeah, if, if, if you have problems with the hooks, change them out. But I want to see if they fail. No, <laughs> so, of course. So I throw all, as much product as I can in their stock form. Um, and then, uh, I'm constantly catch myself all the time, like looking down instead of looking up because I'm looking at how that bait's coming or how that reel is sounds or how that rod is bending. 
Um, you know, a lot of times I fish with manufacturers and they catch me doing that. They're like, are, are you fishing or not, man? I'm like, I'm, I'm checking out how your, yeah, pro how your product's yeah, working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gotta be a hard one. And you gotta turn that off sometimes when you're fishing, right? I do. Yeah. I mean, for me, like it's like, I try to fun fish sometimes, but like, there's always like a purpose. There's always a purpose. I'm always fishing with something new or trying something different. You know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so right now, has it just been swim baits mostly or you got other things? Oh, everything. Going? We got a ton of stuff in the works. Yeah, we we're all, we always do a swim baits. If you look at the content on the site, reels are number one most read, followed by rods, and then actually swim baits. Swim baits okay. is our th third biggest category. So, you know, in any given period, we're always testing a new swim bait. Um, but we're always doing rods and reels. And, and then on the flip side of the spectrum, we're going really deep this year into bait finesse um, as well, too. So what a... So you you when you go to the site, uh, is it broken down? To it is. Things? Yeah, okay. it's in those categories, and uh, you can uh, right on the top menu you can see all the different menu pages, and uh, there's over a thousand articles out there uh, on the site already. Oh, we, I mean, like like I said, over twenty years of content. My my, <laughs> my whole life is on that site. So, yeah, have you ever wanted to quit doing it? Um, no. So I, I do work full time in tech as well too. So this mm -hmm. is actually for me a kind of like a release it, it's a, it's a passion i i get to disconnect from you know my world in in, in silicon valley to go do this and mm -hmm. um so no i mean i there were there has been times in the past where i said oh, i'm gonna go do a tackle tour full time but it's hard for me to walk away you never pulled away to do a full time no because i i love tech as well too to be honest yeah. with you i i grew up at tech i love what i do there um but yeah there was a time i was going to do that and then it, it's starting to really feel like work and I actually prefer that balance. Really? I I'm, I don't think I'll ever do this full time, but it is getting taxing doing both. It's, it's tough. You know it's what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's a balance. It's, it's, a tough it's, balance. it's hard. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I, I get, I mean, it's like, and I'm picky. So where I don't like doing the phone interview, so I'll come to you. Okay. But it's, it, it makes it harder on me because I got to travel. I yeah. got to, you know, make a six hour drive up here, stay the weekend, then go back home. Right. You know, and right. then mix all, it's like, it's, it's some work. But like you, I'm very picky with certain things. Like I'm going to put out a YouTube video. I don't really want to because it's not the way I want it. But I, I, it's my fault for forgetting the cameras. So I'm using Danny's and I'm like, this is what we're going to have to work with gotcha. for the time being. Yeah. And I'm sure you're the same way. It's like, I don't want to put out something that I don't approve. Right. You right, know, right, right. Absolutely. You want to do it right. Just, yeah. So like I talked about you with YouTube, right? You know, I definitely should be putting out more, you know, some more YouTube content, but, but you want to do it right. But I can't do it if I can't do it. Don't want to do it. You know, if I can't put in the time or I know I can't. Well, put think the time, about the time it would it. take to make a review. That's a YouTube one as well. Yeah. Dude, that's going to take you. Say you film a day. Yeah. Then you got to break the footage down for probably half a day and you got to, you know, put it all together. And then it's probably like a three day process. It's like. And it's not your full-time job, yeah. so it's like you got to it, sub all that out. It's a totally different, you know, game as well too. So you know, it's you, you, you got to. Do you ever spend feel like that's a missing piece? That man, I, if I did that, could be a game changer. Um, you know, there's different yes and no, but there are a lot of good YouTubers out there, and they fulfill a need. I think the guys that really want to dig deep, uh, the guys that want to, you know, really read through that data, they still like a lot of the long-form content. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a, a, just a little preview too. We do have another project that we're launching. Um, Later this year, it's called uh, Swimbait uh, Skunk Works, okay. and that is going to be more short form and it's going to be more mobile kind of app uh, focused. And that'll be much more quick hits information versus our long form stuff. Is that going to be just reviews kind of? on it's, it's not going to be reviews. It's going to be more quick hits like um, observations and uh, schematics and tactical data on okay. swim baits specifically. Oh, yeah, there's going to be wow. a, st a stank factor for each uh, sw uh, swim bait. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so uh, get ready and for that. And that's works. part of your your passion is the swim bait thing. So you kind of just enjoy like, that. You're yeah. like, hey, this is my deal. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah, just like you we talked about with, with the fly fly fishing. We have realized that the swim bait, you know, it's no longer a niche. It's a, it's a culture. It's a genre. Like, it's a it's genre. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you could say, I conventional, I swim bait, yeah. you know, I do that. Right. That's, that's right. how it works. Right. I mean, we're getting to that point with bait finesse, too. Like, we've realized that bait finesse is, like, on the total opposite side of the swim bait spectrum, and those guys need their kind of own Those are more tournament, a too. lot more tournament guys, you think, go to finesse? Oh, well, no, they're different, too. They're, they, they're just like we talked about with the swim bait guys. They want to catch bait on the biggest swim bait out there, or they want the biggest fish on the biggest swim bait. On the lightest. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, these guys want to cast it. They they. Normally, we'd fish this on uh, spinning gear. They want to catch the biggest fish possible on the tiniest bait uh, with using bait casting gear. 
Made finesse. Tight, tight, you know, corners. How light are they going with the line? Oh, below eight. Because you yeah. can't, how do you, ca what reels are you using They're, to so, cast this? So manufacturers are now, it's so big, manufacturers are now. Is that like that BFS? Yes. It, that's what it is. That's a BFS. Okay, okay. So, okay, so, okay, so Shimano Corrado BFS. How right? big is that reel? It's 100? Oh, it, yeah, it's 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 not that big. I mean, the, the reel sizes can be smaller or actually even mid-size, even 100, 150 size. But they have to do a lot of things to the spool in order to make the startup inertia so much less. Dude, yeah, like yeah. casting an eight-pound line on, I mean, it's oh, impossible. Th these guys do four-pound and below sometimes. <laughs> Is it mostly uh, trout? Are they doing... They, they do trout, but they also do bass as well. Oh, yeah, man. so they're, they, you know, they, they're doing a bunch of stuff um, in lakes, reservoirs. There's lots of benefits to doing it in very tight quarters in a stream, for example, where you don't have the room or have the time and to close your bail. And you're using these baits, like little mini jerkbaits. It could baits, be right? tiny little jerkbaits or it could be little plastic swim baits. What turns well, you on to that? The need, just like anything else. Like, did you start doing researching it and like wanting to do it? So a lot of times we base, you know, what we write about on what the readers ask for. We have our forum, guys are pinging us on social media, guys are emailing us. And yeah, the bait finesse really has kind of taken off over the last decade as well too getting loud over here these guys <laughs> <laughs> did you guys catch anything except a sunburn no did you <laughs> um, no but I, i'm interested in that because i think uh, manny g talked about oh, okay. doing it up there and they do it for trout i think up yeah in tr trout is really where it came from it kind of originated from from japan as well too take care man yeah, that that that's super interesting. I I would want to see the bass people doing it as well because oh, like, yeah. dude, how big fish are people catching on this stuff? Oh, it, they're they're big ones. I mean, really? Oh yeah, yeah. So the bait finesse guys, they just have to learn how to manage the fish on this, you know, on these reels. They they turn their drags real loose to protect that line as well too. And they're using special rods that are designed for bait finesse. Are they smaller? They are. Yeah, everything's a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, very very portable. I mean, it really came from Japan where these guys had to fish highly pressured waters. In these tight little streams, they got to hike to. You know, they, you know, everything's a little bit smaller in Japan. You got to have breakdown rods and things like that. And bait are the boats group, right? Oh, the they boats are boat, tiny. Yeah. Like the, a big bass boat over there is like a seventeen foot, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had um, uh, cause it's Moroku Big Baits. Uh, he works for uh, Optimum. Okay. Caps. And uh, he came on and he kind of broke down the whole because he's from Japan. Yeah. And it was super cool because. His, his, his English was great. He thought it was horrible. I'm like, your English is fine, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... I, I always tell these guys, like, we won't even try speaking Japanese. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how you're doing this in English. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Yeah. But it's, it's he said it, it's uh, the line size, stuff like that. you got to change it up because it's like SoCal Lakes. Yeah. It's so much more pressured than up here. Super you know? pressured, yeah. Do you try to get down there and fish sometimes? Uh, you know, not as much as I'd like. I'd really? love to go down there more. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like, like you said, it's kind of a trek, dude, but I, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's I, like, people don't know, like, I thought it was your full-time job as well. You know, most people do. A lot of people don't know this is, you know, I, I live two in, in two different yeah, worlds. No, that's yeah. Great. And the, the time you put into it, like I can completely appreciate this since I do the same thing. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's 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 a grind but at the same time it's one that you love right so what's your your main goal like your outlook for the next say like five years because you've been doing it for 20 22 years now it's it i feel you're gonna have to yeah. hand it off uh, i mean thinking another 15, I'm, I'm i'm gonna keep doing it as <laughs> as long as i enjoy it and mm -hmm. uh you know we get great feedback from readers we're still getting you know over a million impressions a month i i just you know keep that's on amazing. going yeah that's a lot of impressions it's, we, you know, as long as there's a need out there and the readers appreciate it, um, you know, honestly, the most rewarding thing is when a reader says like, oh, you saved me money or I, I bought something or I made a decision based on what you wrote about, you know, or it was, it was fun reading that review. Um, and I'll tell you what, a lot, because I've been doing it so long, I work with so many manufacturers now that actually grew up reading Tackle Tour. It's crazy. I've, I've actually met some custom swim bait guys that said oh i, I came isn't that crazy I, I came home every day and i read the tackle tour article like they grew up reading our stuff and that makes me feel old but at the same time it makes me feel great yeah right <laughs> yeah i mean you're influencing a ton of people by doing what you're doing so, and it's something different and i mean um it's always cool to see something different that's what i always say and it's you've been doing it for a long time so respect of course i, I appreciate it uh, you know i i think for me as long as i enjoy it and uh you mentioned five years we want to keep growing we're coming out with this new um swim bait oriented yeah um uh kind of spin-off site uh app but at the same time um 
yeah, just keep having fun. I'm, I'm starting to, you know, take more time to enjoy my time out in the water a little bit more, you know, dig a little bit deeper into these, these different applications. You ever got a cease and desist from someone that got mad at you? Well, I'll tell you what, we get manufacturers that don't talk to us anymore, for sure. I mean, and, and it's not like you're doing a negative review. It might be just like you're saying what you think. Well, that's a hard one. We, 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 will you stop reviewing their stuff because they no, don't know? I mean, if there's a need for it, you know, we will keep writing about it. Uh, I'll tell you a story too. And it actually involved a swim bait. Um, There was a, um, a a swim bait that we reviewed from a mass production manufacturer, Japanese manufacturer. Really? And uh, we, um, we, we wrote about, you can find it on the site. It was the, uh, you can't say what, oh sure. I'll tell you. It's it's, it's lucky craft real California. Okay. And as we were, we were throwing it um, and these weren't prototypes, we were buying them um, and they would land the water and we had a couple blow apart, literally the spring, the metal spring in the bait. This is for up. what bait is it? The, the lucky craft, uh, California. What is that? I'm, it's I'm, a, it's a swim bait. It's actually a really a, a inje- oh, injected never. swim bait. Okay. And, um, we, we, we contacted the guys there and you know, they, they didn't respond. So, but you know, we, we knew them and we knew we'd see them at iCast too. And we, and we, we wrote exactly what it was. I think this, it got maybe a four or five on the art. Uh, but 10. I mean, at the same time, you can get mad, but you can also appreciate someone going, "Hey, you need to fix this." Yeah, yeah. That's what you know we, what I'm we, we literally said that we're like, "This this bait needs needs to be fixed." So we went to ICAST that year, and you know, we we walked into the booth, and they saw us come in and looking at the baits, and the the, the guys came, they t- they they held the California and they put it on the table, and they said, "We fixed it." Cool. Yeah. Great. I mean, right. Yeah. I so mean, you know, they, they did not engage us, but they read the article and they fixed it. They showed it to us. They doubled the size of the wire. Did you redo the art the review? We, we, so we didn't. We we updated the uh, article. You know, we, we 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 did it. We told them what we got from the manufacturer. We fished it, and it we didn't break out any baits. Casting it, fishing it, none none on, on fish. So yeah, we up we didn't. I I think we might have. I don't know if we maybe changed, like a changed like a, the a score. round two or something. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. But we did update with the updated information. So, you know, I think the good manufacturers out there, they take the information and they make it better. And manufacturers can disagree with us all the time, but we won't change articles unless they can really convince us that the data is wrong. How many times has this happened? Uh, we get feedback from manufacturers every No, article. but do you, how many times have you had, like, someone come back and, and go, hey, you're right, we fixed uh, it? Probably half a dozen. To, um, That's maybe, great. Maybe half a dozen to a dozen times. Yeah. So I mean, think about the influence you've had, like on some people, like maybe not opening. I I, I guarantee you a lot of companies have yes men. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's well, hard well, to. Yeah. Sometimes we'll deal with the guys that are on the marketing side um, that aren't as familiar with it. We love working direct. We love those guys. That's because they give us information as well too. But we work very closely with the product management guys. They're guys that are actually building and designing the tackle. Yeah. And I think those guys are very in, interested in the input. So. I will say we work with also a lot of manufacturers and if they sh- send us product that is pre-release, we will share all our feedback with them so that they can make any changes if they want that feedback. That's great. And um, some of them do on the rod side, on the bait side, on the reel side, we also fish prototypes well too, but we will never release a review unless we've tested a mash production product. Okay. Yeah. At least you reach out to the people as well before you release a review. It's kind of like when I do podcasts, cause we'll get crappy sometimes drinking and I'll tell <laughs> guys, I'm like, Hey, if something bad said, I'll listen to it. I'll be like, Hey, you want to listen to this before it goes out? <laughs> Just cause it's, I appreciate when people come on, I go, Hey, you went out of your way to come on. I'm not going to put out something negative because you know, and I feel that I'm happy that you feel comfortable enough to speak openly to you. Oh yeah, no. I, you know, absolutely. and it's the same I'm the same I, way. Yeah, I I mean we've we've always taken the tack that we're trying to be positive. We're we're not looking to go out and slam anybody, but at the same time we're not going to hold back if there's something wrong with the product. And like I said, the good manufacturers they'll, they'll take it as input. There's one product I always talk about that not a lot of people dig into. I want to like I have an idea for a lead heads. You don't get a lot of like overflown, like you would do plastics. Yeah. Overblown. I'm sorry. You know where plastics or or even swim baits. There's a lot of swim baits. You don't get a lot of people making different lead heads. Mm, yeah, yeah. What What are some lead heads you like? So I, I actually mostly try to fish as much tungsten as possible. Really? To be honest with you. Um, just because well, well, there's the environmental benefit as well too. But I think with tungsten, you've got that much lower, uh, smaller and profile. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the way it sounds as well too. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't do as much with lead unless it's inside the actual swim bait itself okay. that's embedded in there. Um, but yeah, well, you do like heads, like say, like a, oh yeah, like um, like war baits or something I, like that. Yeah, you mentioned war baits. We've reviewed their stuff. I love their stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, Warbaits is a very high quality product. I like their paint finishes. Um, they're very, very durable. Yeah. Um, another manufacturer people should check out is Nishine up there okay. in from Canada. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Canadian domestic product, but it's almost got a JDM feel. Hiroshi does some fantastic heads with really good profiles that swim really nice and they go through the weeds really nice. Yeah, that's um, another. It's got a smelt head that is a great swim bait head for paddle tails. Have you ever thought of making your own bait? You've done so much research and you've you 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 see them so much you ever thought about making your own bait so i've made my own swim baits actually um not production but no so here's why but like i I, I (laughs) not not i mean one because it's kind of cool to like make your own bait and catch fish on it i totally get that but because i felt like i wouldn't i wasn't qualified to talk or write about a bait or criticize somebody else's bait until i did it myself and as i was studying the difference between um, resin baits and wood baits. I started hand carving my own wood baits and I did both rats and glides. And I'll tell you what, people always, you know, say like, why is that bait 180, $250? <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why. After you've been carving a bait and your hands are hurt and you're, you know, you're bleeding and how much, how hard it is to uh, airbrush a bait. That's why that bait is that expensive. And then the weighting and the way that the lip angles are and the shapes of them, there's just a million different factors that can change a way a swim bait works. And, you know, so, yeah, that's a great question. I made my own baits. That's cool. Just to, to appreciate that. You, you it. know, yeah. or to even review, like, be like, hey, I tried it. It's hard. I'm going to give you a review. Uh, these guys put their time in. <laughs> and, you know, like, I try. It's it's hard. Yeah. No, just the <laughs> amount of time that, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for these garage builders because they have, I'm sure they have a million iterations. Um, I love seeing actually prototypes during the process and how they've changed the lip angle. And boy, they must've had to abandon a bunch of stuff and swim test, uh, you know, Isn't a lot of different crazy? baits. It's crazy. It, it's, it's Even I talked to Jeremy, I'm like, we, we were talking yesterday. I'm like, how long did it take you to carve the first one? He's like three to four hours. <laughs> no. I'm like, no way. He's like in the beginning. Now it'll probably take me 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, I know yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. but in the beginning it's like, it took me forever. Yeah. And three or four oh, hours, like, uh, like three weeks for everybody else. I mean, I tell you what, those guys are master builders, right? Yeah. We, we worked with black dog early on actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with Jeremy and Grant when they first started. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a super crazy. It's crazy to hear all the backstory or even longevity. Some of these companies that have been around yeah. garage built, been yes. around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Jeremy's kind of one of them and, I mean, do you remember reviewing? So did you see the 250 come out when it first Yes, hit? yes. We have a review early on from that bait. That is one and of the, was it magical then when you got it? Dude, it was the OG, man. <laughs> I So that is one bait that you pick up. And like when I first saw it and I, you know, and I felt the skin on it, I'm like, dude, this thing looks like a toy, dude. Like It's different, though. Like, it was completely yeah, different. Yeah, right? like, yeah. like, but I was like, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. And went out there and I remember fishing it for uh, bass and then, giant striper started crushing it <laughs> and you're like what i'm like what is like yeah and, and one of the cool things about it is it's super durable and that skin holds scent really well it's yes. like it's just a it's just a great bait and it's 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 the og do you yeah. do scent reviews as well we have in the past and that's really? a tough one like uh, people ask me like yeah what, what about scent i'm not sure that scent you know pulls in a lot more fish um, I haven't experienced that myself, but I definitely feel like fish hold on to it longer. You do. That's what I use it for. Okay. And another thing for, for soft body swim baits, I feel like it goes down a little easier and, okay. it, and it gives you a chance for you to really get the hook into them. So, you know, scent as a kind of a, like a lubricant, but also having fish just hold no, that's on to been it a second debate. longer. We've had like people, a lot of people yeah. are for it. A lot of people are like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at night it could help a lot, Yep. you know, but yep. it all depends on what you're... I mean, I'm not one that typically uses scent a lot, um, but I, I, w- I will paint it on on, on some bait sometimes. <laughs> like if that... If that paint bite, it, exactly. Yeah, oh, I, oh yeah. No, some of the stuff is too, super stinky, dude. I, I, I'm not going to touch it, dude. I'll take a paintbrush and I'll paint it on there and I'll chuck it out there. Yeah. See if it makes a difference. Yeah, no. It's something that I love talking about all these little nuances. And, yeah. You, know, you could get so deep into hooks and yeah. everything. Yeah. That's another hooks. You, you kind of got your basic, you know, Gamagatsu. Yeah. Gamagatsu and owner. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, there's no, other ones. No, EMC. Yeah. And, yeah. SU is coming out with their own hooks yeah, now. Yeah. Right. Isn't yeah. it wild? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I do test hooks. Um, but at the same time, I like to fish the hooks that come with the bait to see, you know, how they hold up. And it's originality of the bait. You're not touching it. You're not doing yes, anything yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to modify it. Now, after I've, you know, played with a long time, I'm, I, my favorite type of swim bait is a rat. I do customize a lot of rats all the time. Like, yeah. yeah, rats are my jam. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to throw them at night a lot or just all the oh, time? Yeah, I love yeah. I love night fishing, low light, early morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, as much, I mean, if dude, if 
Whenever it's warm out, I'll throw a, I'll throw a rat, dude. That's the first. I always have a rat tied on. If you look at all my Instagram pictures, like there's always like like that's like three rats on deck. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, let's plug where they can reach everything. Um, articles, everything, Instagram, so people can find. Yeah, find yeah. No, it's a uh, tackletour.com. Pretty easy to find us okay. and. You know, anytime you're, you know, 50% of our, our traffic comes in from search. So if people are just looking for stuff, they Google reviews, they'll find us. Um, and then uh, on, on Instagram, uh, you'll find us on Tackle Tour or uh, Xander Tackle Tour. Um, that's that's me. Super cool, man. I feel like uh, you're doing what I am doing, but I'm doing it later. You know, like I'm only a couple of years in, but it's cool to see someone take that hobby and, and, and push forward with it this long. It gives me going, man. As long as I could talk my wife into it, and I keep going, you know, longer and longer. I'm sure you know. No, well, I, I, I appreciate you, man. I think I think it's awesome what you're doing. It's it's a it's a different format, different content. I, I love listening to your podcast when I'm driving. So, appreciate it. Yeah, thank I appreciate you. It. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having so me. So we'll, we'll we'll do another one soon, guys. And uh, like I said, if you're around, you could have been part of the the, the Delta Roundtable. But I'm going fishing, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Appreciate it. All right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.